thought we would just hop on here and talk relationships because I don't know about you, but um, I actually prefer to see like couples who talk about the, the things that I talk about on my Instagram, talking about this stuff together because it's all well and good, you know, me kind of preaching as it were, but um, sometimes I think it's nice to actually see the um, the kind of real dynamics of a relationship and, and we just want to talk about relationships in general. So I think we're going to start off talking about um, some of the things that are like really important to us and you know just in relationships for us. So I'm going to pass it over to you. Mm. What's important to you in a relationship? Um, I just want to, before I say what's important to me, I think it's, I think what's important for everyone, um, whether you're in a relationship looking to get, primarily when you're looking to get into a relationship ideally, is actually figuring out what's important to you and what's important to your potential partner. Mm. Um, obviously because they're your values, so... Yeah. If, if your values don't align, there's not really any point you get together. So if, if people can establish that before you get together, then, you know, happy days. But, yeah. Um, so, sorry, what was important to me? What's important to yeah. <laughs> um, What are some of your values? Then? My values? Someone's kind. I, I don't like not kind... Obviously, we all don't like not kind people. Yeah. Um, just someone, well, that's aware and compassionate and... Um, that doesn't mean to say with these these words like kindness and compassion. I don't mean the perfect person. I think people will magically assume and go, oh, well, you know, that's unrealistic. I don't mean the perfect person. Like everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, you know, it's struggling. Yeah, you know, everyone's struggling. But it's what's important to me is someone that has the awareness and the ability to reflect. Yeah. Um, and I want to um, I want to say like someone that that wants to grow and be better. However, yeah. that obviously I do understand, that's not always possible at whatever point that someone's in in their, their pain or, or yeah. their, their, journey. their healing or whatever. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, actually, yeah. that's a good point because for me, um, it's funny because before we got into a relationship, um, probably a, a year or so before we even knew each other, all of this stuff that I'm aware of now, you know, my own kind of pain and coping mechanisms and kind of poor behaviour and, like, you know, poor choices and stuff, I wasn't even aware of where it came from. And I think, you know, like what you're saying, it's important to actually start getting to know yourself first mm-hmm. and, and start figuring out, like, what are the parts of you that are affecting the relationships that you've been in? And I think when a relationship breaks down... Primarily, people just look for that that next relationship, and in that moment, that, that's that's the opportunity to actually start reflecting mm-hmm. on the part that you played in those relationships. And I think what we hear all the time is when you move, when you when you come out of a relationship and you're looking for the next one, all we hear is people saying, "They did this to me." Yeah. Oh, yeah. they did this. Yeah. Oh, she just left one day. Yeah. Um, you know, he cheated on me. Obviously, which is not great, but he cheated on me with. A billion girls or, yeah. or, or, or whatever um and whilst those things you know aren't if your if your partner has to say that's hurt you or whatever they're not necessarily your fault what is your fault not my fault sorry your responsibility <laughs> what is your responsibility your fault what is your responsibility is to um yeah as you were saying that look at what part you played i'm not saying that your partner cheating on you was directly your fault yeah. however 
how were you acting within that relationship? And that's not excusing their behaviour. No. Their behaviour is going to be down to not even just your relationship. It's going to be down to the way they feel about themselves, yeah, their yeah. past experiences and all of that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's so easy to move on to the next relationship and say, they did this to me, they really hurt me. And, and I'm sure they did. Yeah. But are you taking any ownership for the things you did too? Yeah, and... So... Like, essentially, the, the reason why that's important is because otherwise you'll end up bringing your... And you will to, you know, some extent, no matter what, but your kind of unhealed stuff or, or your pain into the next relationship, and that will just leak into that relationship. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you'll create the exact same dynamics just with a different person. Oh, yeah, it just happens over and over and over again. Yeah. Some people say, oh, oh, I've been cheated on by every partner I've been with, or, or when you, like, consider some... Well, men and women, I was going to say men then, or <laughs> men and women that are serial cheaters. Yeah. It's... There's something obviously fundamentally inside of them, which is why they keep doing it. Um, because it's not the partner. If the partner's changing every time, they can't keep saying, "Oh, it's that person, it's that person, it's that yeah. person." Yeah. Because you're the common denominator. Again, so. I, you know, something that every single you know human being struggles with. I struggle with. You, everyone struggles with to some degree or another is insecurities. Mm. And but I truly believe that. If you don't take responsibility for your insecurities, that's one of the greatest um, factors in a relationship breaking down. Mm -hmm. Because when you're struggling with your insecurities and you're not taking responsibility for them, you'll end up blaming the person that you're in a relationship with. And essentially, all you're, all you're doing is creating distance between you two. Whereas when you actually start reflecting on you know, the way that you feel about you, you no longer blame your partner and you, it actually brings you closer together. Yeah. And the thing with insecurities as well is it's it's the greatest form of suffering. Yeah. You know, you, 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 never, you never suffer, I don't believe, anything as much as you do at the hands of your insecurities. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, well... This is such a hard lesson to learn. No, I remember, like, looking back on, like, you know, when you're like teenagers 18 19 and that's not to say i don't have insecurities i do but um i, I remember being um, i know people can relate being so done in and so in my own head and so paranoid about what my partner was doing or you know just i literally torment myself and yeah. i know people still obviously do it and i do it to a degree and i try and catch myself and i'm a lot i can catch myself a lot quicker yeah. than i ever used to what torture yourself for hours days weeks and as soon as you you really begin to um take on board that 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 suffering is caused by you and only you yeah um and do something about it it's god what the relief is cements yeah. isn't it I, I i think you know when you already feel shit about yourself you're almost looking for proof that you're not good enough for the person that you're in a relationship with because you already hold that belief about yourself. so And you will end up finding something. You know, you, oh, yeah, you, absolutely. Even if you know, it isn't actually something, you'll, you'll tie it to, you know, oh, well, it's because of this, or it's rather than actually looking in the mirror and just saying, like, you know, actually, I, I feel this way about myself already. And, and, and once you can do that, I mean, you know, like you said, it will never excuse any type of behaviour that you're don't really like this word, but victim to. But essentially, that there are things that you can do to, to prevent 
you know, you're in suffering. And, and I think in turn, with that, then when you link it back to relationships, you are way, you're in like a, a such better position to effectively communicate that insecurity and those feelings with your partner. Now, yeah. how they respond is, is individual to them. Yeah, so, you can't control that. Yeah, and you can't go with that expectation either, because... Yeah. Again, you set yourself up to fail. You're setting up for your suffering, like yeah. <laughs> you're, you know. So, and uh, for me personally, like if you come to me and and say, uh, you know, I'm I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. In that moment, I <laughs> it kind of sounds a, a bit cringy, I suppose, but in that moment, I just have so much love for you because I I know how challenging and how vulnerable it feels to actually go to your partner and say hey i'm, I'm struggling with this and i, I feel this way about it because it to me it shows so much um like self-awareness mm-hmm. rather than someone that starts stuck in the the constant blame cycle because it's i don't know I mean, it's not nice to kind of say this but it it's so unattractive so, so, yeah, so, well, it sounds unkind, but it, but it is. Yeah, but when you're constantly like, you know, that person's constantly blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming. It's like fucking hell. Like, no offense, but that's what kids do. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like this because of you. It's like. No. They, they might have. Uh, and they influenced thing, it. Yeah, absolutely. They contributed towards, uh, like, the trigger, the yeah. you know, thing that switched in your mind. But, but that feeling was already there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what What do you think are, like, some of the. Uh, I don't know, maybe some of, like, the, the hard lessons that you've learned about, like, what's really important to you in, in relationships? Um. mostly in my mind is um a my own like you know taking responsibility of my own insecurities because of the suffering but also um and and this is a repetitive pattern that was to do with me obviously because the person kept changing but I've kept finding myself in relationships with people who too were very insecure and um you know that's not to blame them or anything of, of course but wanted undivided attention, undivided, you know, well, not undivided, but like just, just constant reassurance. And, you know, what's the question again? <laughs> I'm starting to talk about things I don't like. That's right, I'm going to carry on. Um, uh, and, the, and I think the hardest lesson was actually, yeah, let's come back round to it, is I then... That's the ADHD brain. <laughs> I then became so resentful and so... Oh, did you know what? Turned turn off. Yeah. yeah, turned off and angry because I then couldn't stomach being around this person yeah. that I'm meant to love. And they haven't done anything wrong. They're just insecure and they, they want to be loved by me. And I'm going the other way. And I think the hardest thing was all of that immense guilt that I felt, but also feeling so disgusted. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't want to touch me. I don't want you near me. I don't want you in my space. Don't message me. Leave me alone. It's funny you say that because like after the breakup of my last relationship before we got together, that was the moment when I actually started reflecting and it, it made me realise that because I didn't have any love for myself, I was kind of unconsciously trying to... I, I was constantly trying to gain the, the love that 
I needed and craved, and every human being does, from her because I wasn't giving it to myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, based on what you said, I can completely understand how annoying that must be. Like, you know, when someone's trying to take some, something from you constantly, like, over and over again, when deep down, like, that person should be giving it to themselves, not, you know, it's not you love yourself and then you don't need it from anyone else. I'm saying you should give that to yourself as well as have it from someone else. Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly trying to take it from someone else because you're not giving it to yourself, it's like draining for, for you and it's draining for your partner. Yeah. And I think, again, it feeds back into that, you know, all, all of that undivided attention that, that you want because you're insecure. Yeah. It screams child to me. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's what I don't... What I don't like immaturity, <laughs> uh, lack of awareness and immaturity. I mean, does anyone like those things? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a horrible, unkind way, because, you know, I, I like kindness. I want kindness. <laughs> I mean it in a, you know... Well, I practice the preference, right? Yeah, not compatible. I would never be compatible yeah. with someone in that, that stage of yeah. their life or, or that... Uh, I don't want to call it stage, because then that... Well, that journey, part of the journey, isn't it? It's... Yeah, um... So, yeah. I think, you know, obviously, not based on my childhood, the, the most triggering thing for me is that feeling of, like, being trapped and, and caged and, and claustrophobic. And I've realised that a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, well, definitely through previous relationships, I've been terrified to actually open up and allow my partner to see parts of me that... I don't know, I could have been judged for or rejected for or, or whatever. So it's a huge responsibility of mine to actually make sure that I start opening up. But I couldn't be with someone that, you know, if I started opening up, they would, like, shut me down. Or, for example, like, little things, I mean, it may seem insignificant to most people, but to me, things like, you know, saying to you, you know, I like wearing your underwear. Like, that, to me, that's, that felt really vulnerable but knowing that I can actually go to you and, and say that and it not be a thing and actually, you know, you loved me and, like, you know, you know, we went shopping for, like, underwear and stuff like that or, you know, saying, like, I, I want to paint my nails and um, I want to experiment with makeup. Being able to go to, you know, you and say things like that that ordinarily could have got me judged for. Like, that's... To me, that's so important to be able to express myself and show these parts of myself to you mm. and know that I'm loved. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, not not just you, but I think um, that's, that actually feeds into my values in terms of, you know, like wanting... What's the values and morals, I suppose? But... Um, you know, having the belief that everyone should be able to express themselves exactly as they see fit, exactly as they wish, yeah. um, without that judgment, and and that's really actually important to me. And I think that's why, you know, as you're saying, like, obviously it's important for you to be able to express yourself. I think that's why we, yeah, we do gel. We we <laughs> <laughs> we gel. <laughs> God's sake, we marry together very nicely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think being able to actually just, you know, go to you and, and communicate certain things or, you know, know that, like, you know, my feelings 
maybe not as much, but, you know, are a priority to you as, you know, as they are to me. And, you know, you don't try and invalidate my feelings. Mm-hmm. You, you listen to me. Um, you communicate your feelings with me. And, you know, I've never really, and I'm, I'm not blaming, you know, past people, but I've, I've never had that in a relationship. But after, like, my last breakup, I had some things that were, like, I was so clear on that I wanted in my next relationship and I just, I wasn't going to settle. And a lot of that came to the, what, you know, how I felt about myself. I made sure that I actually felt ready for another relationship. And the moment I felt ready for another relationship, in she swoops. (laughs) But I think this feeds into exactly what you were saying previously. You know, once you've gone through a breakup, just actually being really clear on what it is that you want in your next relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to say as well, like, I think when we sit here and say, oh, I feel really safe with you and I can express myself and then all of this stuff, that actually, um, there'll be people on the other side of the screen watching on their phone thinking, oh, yeah, all right, whatever, I don't really believe you. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, like, God, it's, it's been a journey. It's, it's still a, hard. It's still a journey, yeah. And, and what I think about our relationship, and I was trying to, like, we had this conversation maybe a week or two ago, I was saying, like, our relationship feels really effortless, but also really hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we... And there's always going to be more hard... Conflicts and... Yeah, yeah conversations yeah. or whatever. Um, but I feel like we've done a lot of the hard work. Yeah. Like, a lot of the hard work. Because um, when we met, we, we were, like... Still in a lot of pain. Yeah. We were aware yeah. of that pain, which was great. Um... But there were fuck-ups. There were probably so many fuck-ups. Probably still... There are going to be more fuck-ups. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it's Twitter and Instagram. I don't know. So whatever the fuck you want. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I just want to throw that in there because I know people will be sitting there rolling their eyes or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, this is the thing, you know... Which is fine. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, but we're, we're absolutely not saying that our relationship is perfect by any means because no relationship is. Like, we're not perfect, you know, we're... We've still got our own, you know, internal struggles. We're we're still learning about ourselves. We're, you know, we're still trying to be better for us. Yeah. And, you know, essentially that that's the most important thing that you're working on the relationship you have with yourself first and foremost. Because when you're not, that's what breaks down the any kind uh, kind of relationship with with anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what what I've noticed from when we were in our first year together to now, what we four or five years. Five. Um. Is and it's something I was speaking about the other day, and it's something I'm still really trying to learn. And it, it comes from I know where it comes from, it comes from my childhood experiences and, and trauma. Is in the beginning of our relationship, I was so um, aware of your trauma and how important expression was to you, and how much guilt you could feel because of your previous experiences, childhood experiences that. I really wanted to be safe for you. I really wanted to be a safe person for you. So I went straight into the, I will put your needs before mine. I'm going to save you. Yeah, and putting others' needs before mine, something I've done the whole, my whole childhood. So it was really natural to me, but it was detrimental. And what I'm still learning to do now is say, well, hey, I'm trying to be this person for you, but, but actually... I need this right now. Yeah, this is what I need. And we had a conversation a week or two ago when I, I, you know, came to you and said, I'm a bit insecure about this. I know where it comes from. This is where it comes from. And this is how I feel. And um, 
well, let's talk about it. Let's communicate about it. I love that conversation. Yeah. Um, so, um, what was I going <laughs> <laughs> She hasn't actually got an ADHD diagnosis, but 110% she's got ADHD. Oh, I just all the time, but, um, um, oh, I don't know but, now. You know, like, like what, you know, I was saying that. Oh, sorry. So can I just, you'll, you'll remember in a minute and I won't. Um, so what I was trying to get at is the, um, how important it is, obviously, as you were saying, to look after your insecurities and things like that, um, rather than what is it trying to say? Like, you Pro- wanna, project them onto you. Yeah, but you know when you want to immediately jump in and you you jump to your partner's tune or your partner's insecurity tune, and you do everything that they you, want it, you to do. Yeah. Um, that's that that's ruining your relationship. As that's well. and that's something that I don't do. No, do no. And the reason I don't do that is because it makes me feel caged. Yeah. Um, and so all the meanwhile, so I'm, I'm kind of going from the flip side of, um, so like you're in, putting your insecurities onto your partner. It's the, your partner's putting your insecurities onto you. It's just as important to, you know, be firm in, I can give you what, partly what you need, yeah. but not being dictated to how you are going to give to that individual because... That's ruining your relationships as well. Yeah. You, because as soon as you start doing that, you can't ever get off. No. As soon as you start giving... Because it becomes an expectation. Yeah. And it just it just gets bigger and it just, like, it breeds and it just... I can't even describe it. Becomes it becomes really just, toxic because what you're actually doing is you're... So they're, they're trying to enforce, um, like, control onto you. And what you're actually doing by... You know, shutting everything down and, and kind of doing exactly what they want because you they feel insecure about it is basically treating them like a child. Mm-hmm. You're you're kind of saying to them, you can't handle your insecurities, and I, I I can't handle the discomfort of you bringing this to me. So I'm just going to shut everything down and I'll just do whatever you want me to do. Because it, does, it doesn't help them manage their insecurities. It doesn't no. force them to look at their insecurities. And it also, I just think, all it does is, is you lose yourself. The, the, as soon as you start taking the demands, um, they just keep coming. And they come... It's like when you shave. Fast and furious. Like, they just come thicker and yeah. darker and heavier. Yeah. And they come quicker and quicker and quicker. And soon, there's nothing of you left. There's nothing yeah. of who you are as an individual left. Because maybe you're being told you can't go out with your friends. And yeah. and that is abusive in itself, firstly. Yeah. You know, because I think it's so normalised in control. relationships. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, hang on. Yeah. That's abuse. Um, yeah, suddenly you can't go out with your friends. Suddenly you, you can't wear that outfit or... You know, you, you can't... You can't post that, or you can't talk to this person. Yeah. You can't be friends with them. Or you're not doing that hobby, because that, there might be people in that hobby the that you might me. look at, yeah. because I'm not good enough. Like, oh, I don't really like you going to the gym, because those girls, yeah. I think in my head, look better than me. So, no, you're not going there. Or I've had that before, actually. I don't doubt it. <laughs> and, no, you can't go to that concert or that music festival, because you might find someone yeah. that has similar interests to you. That actually, they then that you, you then like that they, they'll be more desirable to you because yeah, you're more they'll be more in common. Yeah, 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 and 
and so, and so there's nothing left. Yeah. There's nothing left. Um, it's, it, it's like what I said on my um, video yesterday. Like every single one of us has insecurities. Like that's absolutely normal. But it, it's it's how you communicate those insecurities with your partner. Like I, it's not. I don't find insecurities unattractive at all. It's, no, it's not the insecurities nothing. I find unattractive. It, it's the way that those insecurities are um, managed. If you said to me, you ain't fucking doing that, I'd be like, what the f- who are you talking to? And the thing is, is when you say that to someone as well, and if you said that to me, and, and likewise, you know, because I'm not saying we're saints, if you said that to me, and I, or I said that to you, all that does is your partner wants to go and do that ten times more. It pushes them away. It. Yeah, they're literally go, well, fuck yeah, I'm doing uh, yeah. it anyway. I'm definitely doing it now. Well, where is that conversation that, like, you know, we had the other day that, and you brought it up with me and, you know, you were so open and vulnerable and said, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can we talk about it? Straight away, I was like, my heart was open to, to the conversation. It wasn't like a, I wasn't defensive, I wasn't mm-hmm. shut down or, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't started off with an attack. It was started off with, I feel this way. So straight away, what I wanted to do was move closer towards it and actually hear yeah, and I think with that conversation as well, I remember saying to you, you know, I would never tell you what to do. And I didn't come into that conversation with you either with an expectation of this is what he is going to do. And this no, you didn't tell me to do anything. No, exactly. And I, I think I said to you, you know, because I was trying to make it really clear as well, I don't expect this of you. Yeah. This is just how I feel. Um, and I think I worded it as, as, you know, I would appreciate yeah. if you didn't do that. But... If you'd said, the thing, you know, but I know after, how you feel. But after saying that, I knew that even if I didn't, you know, by you saying that, I would appreciate it if you, mm-hmm. and it, but I also knew that if I didn't do that, it would be okay as well. Yeah, yeah. You've gotten, you've, I had to know that it would be okay either way. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. if you say, I, I would appreciate it, and then deep down, I know there would be this huge fucking big blow up. Then essentially, you're still telling your partner what to do. Yeah, because I think with the word appreciate, you can't you can't use it. I think people would then just change it and still use it with expectation. Yeah. When, when you use it without expectation, it's it's giving yourself as well that trust to know that whatever he decides, I know I'm going to be okay. And yeah. also whatever he decides, whether he stops doing it or doesn't stop doing it either way i've still got work to do because that insecurity is there yeah yeah so and i think a lot of the time in relationships people are saying you were dictating what what their partner isn't isn't doing and as soon as their partner stops doing it that's where it ends they're like oh well i feel better now and then and, and in their mind they're not responsible for their own insecurities which is absurd it's abstract it, hey it just doesn't it just doesn't register with me um so, yeah, I just, I thought that was a great conversation we had. <laughs> I, I love hearing you talk about stuff like this because, I don't know, like, I just, just seeing how, like, self-aware and how committed you are to, like, working on your own stuff, I just, like I said to you, like, when we first met, that was what I found so attractive. Like, you were the one that inspired me to go to therapy myself because I saw your journey, like, in therapy. And I was like, do you know what, actually, fucking hell, I, I need a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, do you know what's funny? When we first met and, like, um, 
Because I, I remember, like, we were, talking, we were in a bar, you know, <laughs> in our painful era, drinking yeah. our woes away. So woes away. Yeah, and uh, I remember you asking me if I was happy, and I was like, God, yeah. <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I, I was literally in active therapy. I was, like, crying on North Street week four. But, you know, I'm really happy. Um, but I remember telling you, you know, I can't remember if I told you, well, I remember telling you, but I can't remember if I told you in the bar or whatever. But anyway, I remember telling you that I was in therapy and it's some it's something that I've actually never I know there's a mental health stigma and there's a therapy stigma, but it's something I've never You didn't felt, shy away from. No, I was waving it around like a like a like, you know, proud flag. Like woohoo, yeah. look at me. I am uh, you know, getting some mental health healing sessions. <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't really like talking about the universe and all you know that kind of stuff but I can absolutely see how we were brought together because have a word this we've kind of we were already do, you know doing our own work individually before we met but coming together is like you've been the support that I've needed and I hope I've been the support that you've needed and we've just <laughs> you know, kind of grown, grown together because we were already doing our own work yeah, and I think when, actually, in the topic of insecurities and linking to that is when we first got together, obviously, I, well, when we first met, definitely, I was 19, and you were, like, a thousand years old. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you were 30, so that's quite a big gap. Um, and I remember feeling a lot of the time, like, oh, my God, he's older, he's got a business. Like, I, I felt, like, oh. inferior, um, and not, not in a really like awful way but i just did and um i think little did you know i was living in my gym and had fuck all money and i was in like thousands of pounds worth of it i know i actually thought oh my god he's got a gym and everything he's gonna be minute because i don't come from any money so (laughs) i I thought this guy's got loads of money um (laughs) not that i was looking at you thinking i'm gonna go for him because i think he's got loads of money obviously because he's still here (laughs) (laughs) i still don't have loads of money but um yeah it's funny when we first met and, and how age wise i felt inferior and i felt i think at that time as well like you know you're early 20s you think people in their 30s definitely have their life together and yeah. they don't well they didn't yeah i still don't <laughs> um but um yeah it's really nice that i think we have grown at quite a nice pace together yeah. um and and i think what's also nice as well is when we haven't grown at the same pace if the other has capacity to slow up, not like stop but slow up a little yeah kind of you know like like a little race and you're you're well not a race because then there's a finish line but like <laughs> you're just waiting for that person to catch up but but not in a way that you're yeah you like kind of hold your hand out don't you? yeah you're not literally picking them up and uh, like you know, lobbing them forward yeah <laughs> over the finishing line yeah um so i think that's that's really nice because now i definitely don't feel inferior yeah. i think i'm great yeah, you are great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Like, You're great, sir. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, I think to kind of end it, like I suppose that the one takeaway that you know I I want to leave you with is you know just just look at yourself, not not as a way to beat yourself up or blame yourself or punish yourself or judge yourself in any way, but as a way to kind of give yourself the love and the attention that, you know, ultimately you need and every human being needs because the moment you start giving it to yourself, 
is the moment that your your eyes really start opening and you can see things for what they are. And as a result of that, like you said earlier, like the relief that comes from that is immense. It's so worth it. It's just the, you know, what you resist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so my takeaway is basically, and I don't know if... This will only sound harsh, and you'll only internalise it as harsh if that's the way you feel about yourself, you know, because you're insecurities. <laughs> um, is that you are the only person that is at the hands of your own suffering, mm. no matter who caused, you know, the trigger or the childhood trauma. Because at the end of the day, our new best friend Gabby Matt, <laughs> you know. You're only going to, he's saying at his thingy, my Bob, that you're only going to live that that experience Yeah. once. It's already happened. It's never going to not happen. That's what he said. He's never going to not happen. But the trauma it's is inside. what happened inside of you and you are carrying that with you. So you are the only person that are at the hands of your own suffering. Yeah. It's not he, she, yeah. mum, dad, friends, partner, whoever. Absolutely. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we 